Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Sports Shack. I hope you're well and I've had a great sporting week. <laughs> yeah. I've got my favourite person in the world here today. Oh. It is the one and only Olivia. Miss Olivia. Yeah. She's back. Yeah. How are things going? Good. Busy. Yeah. How's, the, how's the school year going? Year eight now? busy it's it's more work and it's more demanding but at the same time it's it can only get worse oh, you can wait, only get harder you wait till you get to year 11 and 12 Ugh. and you won't know what's it <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so today mm -hmm. we're going to talk about now i wrote this episode a while ago not yeah. been dying to get around to it we're going to talk about sporting outfits. Ooh, yeah, and I know how much you like your clothes. Yes, and... you're talking to me about this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so the world of sport is known for some well-known sporting team outfits. However, we've always seen some crazy outfits, such as Serena <laughs> Williams' ridiculous outfits, that ridiculous pink cat suit she used to wear. <laughs> fashions have changed over the years gone are the collar jerseys oh I miss the collar jerseys now there are the skin tight jerseys they now, can't be comfortable yeah well I think they I don't know why they do it I think it's because of uh, you know maybe it's harder to tackle them and <laughs> yeah but maybe the cotton is no good for the body they, they sweat more yeah probably yeah, so teams will change outfits, even sometimes change colours, mainly for marketing purposes. Mm. So when you think of sporting outfits, Livy, what what, you, what comes to your mind? Well, I, at the moment, just around the my bedroom here, we've got all of Paul's current sporting outfits. Yes. <laughs> so if he gets stuck... <laughs> That's what I was about to say, though. I was about, yeah. to, I was about to say, like... I don't know, you've always just worn like the the sports jerseys and like everything, just with like jeans or shorts or something. Yeah. But uh, I guess what comes to mind is just gymnastics, leotards and like the colours oh, and yeah. everything. Mm. Gosh, you wouldn't catch me wearing one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got this image in my head. It's like this pink sparkly one piece now i've got a whole heap of sporting outfits around this bedroom so firstly we have my everton away jersey all mm -hmm. the way from carrara markets <laughs> it's white with the chang sponsoring on the front it's chang's a type of beer it's a beer i think yeah. yeah it's kind of like the lettering and everything is like soft yeah it's velvety do you like it I don't know, it's not what I would wear, but it's cool. Well, see, that's their away jersey. Mm. And the blue one, it vanished. I don't know Gone. where it went. It disappeared about five years ago. And never I've came back. I've got no idea. I've searched my bedroom inside <laughs> out, back to front. And uh, every time I go to the Carrara Markets, I have a look and <laughs> can't find it. That's why you're always in that, that store. That's right. You're trying to find it. Always trying to find it. Yeah. So the next one's the ICC World Eleven mm. cricket jersey, cricket top. 
with all the, the teams that were playing test cricket at the time. Yeah, so in, so in 2005, a, the best cricketers in the world played against a, the Australian team and they got thrashed because they <laughs> all came out here for a junket pretty much. Mm. And yeah, I got that at Melbourne Airport. So what do you think of that one? And I like how I like how all of these have very like they have backstories behind them. Yeah. I wear like the same two t shirts. Well that was the one day outfit <laughs> that one. And yeah. yeah, that's probably my favourite because it's just you know, it's got my favourite colours in there and the lettering and Yeah. And it's very soft. That's yes. right. That's what I've been focusing on. And even on. to today, like I went to the test match at the Gabba. Yeah. Uh, when was it? A few months ago. And a guy came up to me and he said, mate, I've been searching everywhere to get that top. Where'd you get it from? And what'd you say? <laughs> Apparently it's like a prize possession. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're just walking around with it. Now, the other one, I've got some rugby jerseys there. Yes. So that's the Worcester rugby jersey. And that's, you can tell that one's just been worn to death, hasn't it? There's like bleach stains yeah. on it. I don't even know how he gets bleach on yeah. his clothes. There's always bleach on your shirts. I don't know how they get there either. <laughs> yeah, I'll put all of these jerseys on um, on our Facebook page so everyone mm. knows what they look like and they can have their pick. Yes. Yeah. And then the one next to it, that's 20 years old. And one. it's still going well. The Australian Wallabies rugby jersey from the 2003 World Cup. Oh, um, one of my favourite actors in a show, he like wore that to a premiere once and I thought it was you and I thought I saw you yeah? on like the internet and I was so <laughs> confused because <laughs> I was like, only my dad wears that shirt and then I was like, no, it's just some guy. Yeah. So we've got uh, this one here. That's the Melbourne Storm jersey that's got, that's been bleached everywhere. <laughs> It's been going, still going strong after 20 years with a bit of bleach on the front. Now that's their original jersey for when they came into the competition. Mm. I've always liked the storm colours. Oh, yeah. Purple and yellow, it's just Funny. so pretty. Mm. And we've got all the way from Edinburgh, the Scotland rugby jersey. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. That would have, probably would have been their last collared jersey, I'd say. That's from 2007. And now we've got some Gold Coast Titans jerseys. Yes. So we've got the original Gold Coast Titans jersey for when they entered the competition in 2007. The best and less special. <laughs> and then the other one is the 2017 Gold Coast jersey. I it's think changed a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Mm. The colours are a lot lighter now. Yeah. And this is a lot more coarse. This is more like swimsuit material mm. they've definitely there's a lot less quality now you know what i mean like this is you, you said you've had that one that yellow one there for like 20 odd years mm. and this is this is just like really thin material and it's probably sold for way more yeah what do you think of this one that's i don't know what the team is but it was <laughs> when i when i was in thailand Dad, it's, it's it's not a, a Thai football team. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's just a sport t-shirt. The Con Kim <laughs> Football Club. 
Sure. Because that's where I got it from, I think. Konkin Markets. Uh, I think it's just a sports t-shirt. Hmm. Yeah, and I've got my cricket top from yes. Appleshaw Cricket Club from way back in 1999. <laughs> and I've got a... That's Why another rugby jersey there, a picture of me wearing that. I don't know what year that was. It was probably... Oh, maybe 20-odd years ago. You look like Late a fashion 90s, maybe. Yeah. That's got all sorts of colours, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Didn't you do modelling at some point? I have this like distinct <laughs> memory of like these photos of you. I didn't get anywhere with it. <laughs> Not with my melon. And, and some Parramatta jerseys. Yeah. That's me wearing it in Vanuatu. Oh, I was a rock star over there wearing that. Yeah. That was like 2005. Who took this? That's a 2001 Parramatta jersey, the other one. Mm. And, yeah, I used to have every Parramatta jersey. And then when I, when I moved to Queensland... Where'd they go? Well, I'm getting to that. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Stay tuned. I had all their jerseys from the early 80s. Mm. Yeah. And... We'll see how it's changed over the years later on. But yeah, they. Um, I was working in Fortitude Valley in Brisbane. Yeah. All right. It's not long after I moved to Queensland, and that's like the roughest part of Brisbane, you know. It's yeah. not the sort of place you want to be, especially at night time. And I got out the car <laughs> just in the middle of the day, and this bloke basically mugged me. Why? Because I was wearing a Parramatta jersey. Yeah. Oh my god. So from that time on, I was too embarrassed to wear para jerseys because I was sick and tired of getting hassled. And then, yeah, <laughs> last decade, when they got the wooden spoon about three years in a row, I was yeah. just totally disgusted with them. And I thought, oh, bugger this, I'm just going to go hand them in the charity. Dad. <laughs> So they're gone now. The only oh. Parramatta thing I've got is a Parramatta cap. Wear that. You're not in. You're not going to get mugged. Yeah. But no, what, what I think about is um, the coloured clothing. Yeah, mm. and how it's replaced, especially in cricket, like how it's replaced the traditional white clothes. So this cricket book here, my nana gave me that. That would have been about 1978, 79. Now you can see these are the very first coloured cr cricket outfits. They look like they're wearing little like sleep onesies. Yeah, it's changed a lot today, isn't it? Yeah. You got Dennis Lilly in um, the bright yellow outfit. Tony Gregg wearing the blue outfit. I'll show you the West Indies one. Yeah. It's up there somewhere, and it's in pink. <laughs> now Kerry Packer, he came up with this idea because he. He was the one responsible for World Series cricket. If you go through those pages there, you'll slip, you'll get to it. I'll find it. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, and you'll see how times have changed. Yeah, so Australia was in the yellow, the West Indies were in pink, and the mm. World Eleven were in in blue, bright blue. What about all these guys just wearing all white? Well, they still do in Test cricket today. Mm. But they got all the numbering on the back now, and mm. yeah. But see, they brought in night cricket then, so I guess you know they wanted to sell the game more, and they probably wanted them to stand out because it was mm. so dark. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's probably why they did it, and because of the white ball and yeah, yeah. But there's been a great change in the, in the especially ODI and twenty twenty cricket outfits over the years. With you know players wearing numbers now. And yeah. Yeah, I'm not a real fan of the numbers, but it's here to stay. And just in rugby, there it is, the pink outfit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh dear. That was the late 70s. Look at the flares. I don't want to look at the flares. <laughs> they look like rock stars. They don't look like cricket players. Yeah, yeah but no, that was big big back in those days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, no, look, it, it changed the game. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And, you know, teams are changing colours now all the time, like especially yeah. Penrith. Panthers and the NRL, they used to have the yucky brown colour. And then then it went to black and now they've more or less gone back. Well, I think they went to a blue colour at one stage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wonder why they did that. Is it just is it just marketing? Mm. Is it just a... Yeah, marketing. That's why. Ugh. All comes down to that. And now they've got like indigenous jerseys and yes. jerseys cool. for each round and away jerseys and Heritage jerseys and yeah. It's gotta cost so much money. Oh yeah. yeah Especially definitely. like once for each round. Mm. It's like a performance. Yeah, well the Brisbane Broncos, they used, they've changed outfits like changing underwear over the years. Yeah. And, you know, we'll have a look later on the change in the colours of the Australian rugby league team and the union teams. Like you look at the jersey there, like it's gold and green, but Back in the early days, you know, hundred odd years ago, it started off. It was uh, blue and red, I think. Yeah, completely maroon. different. Yeah, completely wow. different. Yeah, so the one that I really liked recently, and they've only worn it once, and mm. was a Socceroos outfit in their World Cup game against Tunisia in the recent World Cup, and they won. So it did them the world of good. Yeah. What did it look like? Oh, I'll show you. I think I've got a picture of it later on. Yeah. And I couldn't find a picture of it, but I remember wearing the blue and yellow for Katoomba United's soccer team when I was a kid. And then I went and played for the opposition. <laughs> went my falls and I went from wearing the Parramatta colours to the West Tigers colours. Orange wow. and black when I played for Went my falls. But no, just all the Parramatta jerseys and yeah, when I lived in Parramatta, I used to they used to have a real famous player, former player. His name was Peter Wynn, and he owns a very famous sports store, and he still owns it today. What's it and called? called? Peter Wynn Score. And he's and he's uh, when he advertises on the radio, he goes, "If you don't score here, you'll never score." <laughs> and he used to have all these jerseys from every team in the world just wow. about. it was huge huge store and i used to go there all the time because i'd always have specials on so that melbourne outfit i got from there mm. yeah and uh yeah the para jerseys a lot of them i got from there and yeah but that that gold coast titans one yeah, that was uh, I got that at Jonathan Thurston's last game. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Remember that? It was half price. I was giving it away for half price, so I was licking my lips and I thought, "Yep, I'll get that." 
Yeah, so, but uh, you know, they just pay. What what happens? Like, see yeah. how, see how their sponsorship. So that Trip Gold Coast Hill. Titans jersey there, the original one, mm. that one doesn't have any sponsorship on it. Where you look at one of the more recent ones, and it's full of sponsorship. You pay a lot more money for sponsored jersey, so that's probably about hundred and seventy dollars. That oh one normally, with that best and less ones, probably. 50, $50, $60. So if you want to get a cheap out, cheap footy jersey, go the best and less. They're still good. They still look good. Yeah. So, yeah, but just some of the outfits on track and field athletes. So I remember Kathy Freeman at the 2000 Olympic Games in that 400 metre final where she wore the hood and the skin-tight outfits. <laughs> yeah, it looked like she was um, in from space. Yeah. <laughs> Rightio. Just running. Yeah. So we're going to go on to our quiz now. Ooh. Quiz time. Okay. All right, question one. Question one. Oh, what is the name of the former NRL team whose team colours were black and white? And the answer is... Western Suburbs. Oh, there's a timer going off. Oh, that's it. You keep going with the questions and I'll go turn that off. That's telling me to drink my drink my water. <laughs> I said it at 2 o'clock every day. Okay, see, so we got... Wow, there's like seven here. So, wow. Okay. Question number yours. two. <laughs> Question number two. What are the colours of the NRL team Radcliffe Dolphins? And the answer to that question is red and white. Question number three is, in what Cricket World Cup did the countries begin wearing their coloured outfits for the first time? It's a multiple choice question, so might have to say it a few times. A, 1983, B, 1987, or C, 1992? Say that again. A, 1983. B, 1987. Or C, 1992. Question number four. What is the name of the former American female tennis player who was famous wearing a white bodysuit at Wimbledon in 1985? And the answer to that question is Anne White. Oh, I forgot to give the answer to the... Multiple choice question. The answer to that question is C, 1992. Now, we're jumping around here, but let's go to five. What famous American baseball team are well known for their navy and white pinstripe outfits? And the answer to that question is, I feel like this is, this is really obvious. I know this, <laughs> but anyways, um, the New York Yankees. Question number six. What American NFL team are famous wearing their black and silver outfits which have remained largely unchanged over the years? The answer is Oakland Raiders. Question number seven. This is the last question. Multiple choice again. I will actually give you the answer this time. The colors of the Boston Celtics in the NBA is A, green and white, green and white, B, red and blue, or C, blue and white. And the answer to our final question is A, green and white. Cool. Thanks, Livy. Right, now we'll move on to 
Who am I? Perfect. So this week we're going to talk about. Right. So we're up to our Who am I now? So this week we're going to talk about a former. (laughs) This is about the third take, isn't it, Livy, of the (laughs) Who am I today? Yeah. And Daddy stuffed it up each time. (laughs) First time I gave the answer. Second, second time he didn't even record it. Second time I, pre- I forgot to press record. And it was perfect. Too. Like, it, was, it was good. <laughs> so we're going to try again. Here we go. Okay. All right. So, now it's a sad story, this one. Now, I was born in 1957. I'm a former American professional golfer who, according to Wikipedia, won 11 PGA Tour events, including three major championships. Now, I was a... I was very popular with spectators and I was well known for my distinctive clothing on the golf course, which included a flamboyant attire of ivy caps and patterned pants, which were a cross between plus fours and knickerbockers, which was once a common golf uniform. Now I was a golfing traditionalist and I was also known for my graceful golf swing, my patriotism, especially when I played for America in the Ryder Cup, and my love for Lynx golf, especially the lovely courses in Ireland, and my sportsmanship, especially in the Ryder Cup when I helped um, Colin Montgomery out. Now, he was a, a player who played for Europe, a Scottish guy from memory, and the American crowds used to heckle him and give it to him all the time, and yeah, and... Uh, the man I'm talking about today helped him out. Mm. Yeah, stood up for him. So I also married an Australian, Mike. So it was Mike Harwood's sister, Tracy. Mike Harwood was a former Australian golfer. And I won the 1989 PGA Championship, the 1991 US Open, and the 1999 US Open. Yes, I won two US Opens eight years apart. Now, the sporting world was in shock two months later in 1999 after the US Open, my US Open triumph, when I tragically died in a plane crash at just 42 years of age. Now, I was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame in 2001. My name is... And we'll give the answer at the end of the episode. (laughs) Oh, okay. dear idea. Okay, okay. Give yourself an uppercut, Paul. <laughs> Alright, so, it, not, it isn't, uh, where is it now? It should be, yeah, well, where is it now? But it's not a human today, or a it's, team. It's It's a, an actual piece of, it's an outfit. Okay. And we're going to talk about... We're getting theoretical here, wow. The New Zealand cricket outfit. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, a Kiwi uh, theme today. Right, so I've got some photos here of the New Zealand cricket outfit. So this is what it looked like in 1980 Mm -hmm. in the the World Series Cup. You know what this looks like? This looks like the Coles uniform, but Mm. brown. It looks like my school uniform from high school. It looks like like my old, old, old school uniform. I had this horrific brown outfit when I mm. used to go to St. Columbus. And I used to dread wearing it every day. 
And you know what? The year after I left, they changed it. Oh my gosh. To a beautiful bl- light blue and dark blue colour. Beautiful. Yeah. And then. And I never got, got to wear it. You got this. Yeah, so. Yeah, if you look at the New Zealand cricket outfit, it's changed over the years from really the yucky. Nice. Yeah, brown, and then it's gone to. How, how would you describe it, Livy? It's changed. It's very. There's like a very large chunk in the mm. middle of just solid grey ones. Yeah. And yeah, lots of sponsorships. There's only. There aren't any sponsorships on the earlier ones. Hmm. No, well, um, but uh, yeah, I've got this cricket book here from yes, Vincent and Hedges, World Series Cup from 1982 83, <laughs> the hottest summer. And it's got uh, <coughs> some photos here. They used to have a triangular tournament back then. <coughs> Pardon me. It's okay. And it was Australia, New Zealand, and England. And England are wearing the boring all blue outfit. Because they weren't a big fan of wearing the, uh, you know, the, the England cricket board. They weren't a big fan of wearing the coloured clothing. Yeah. Yeah, so it took them a while to adjust to it. But, you know, yeah, you know, they're, they're more than happy to wear it now. But, um, um. yeah, but, you know, these are the some photos and pictures of all the, you know, the New, Z- New Zealand cricketers and that yucky outfit they used to wear back then. And I went to a New Zealand game. New Zealand playing Sri Lanka in the triangular tournament in 87, 88. And the late, great Martin Crow was fielding in front of me. And there he is. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, but their outfit's sort of gone from the brownie, yucky, and then it's gone to a grey and black, nice, much nicer colour. And then that's all through the... He's wearing that one. Yeah, into the nineties it got good because it went to the black and the blue and the teal. Is that like a teal colour? Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Kind of like an aqua. Yep. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then fifteen years or so ago they went back to the black for some reason. Who knows why? Hmm. Anyway. Anywho. So it originated. In the 1980-81 New Zealand Cricket Team Tour of Australia, where they played in that triangular one-day tournament that featured Australia and India. We used to have the book for that. No, I don't know where it went. Disappeared years ago. Now, this was the series where they had the infamous underarm series. Now, the other team in the series was India, and they wore the, the blue and yellow, the light blue and yellow. Now, according to Nick Edlin in the New Zealand Herald, the uniform was imposed on the team by Australian officials who didn't understand New Zealand's sporting identity, which is all black. Yeah. Because all their other sporting teams wear black jerseys, you know, and yeah. For some reason, they were shanghaied into wearing this yucky brown outfit. Yeah, so many of the New Zealand players were bewildered and unhappy when the beige uniform was first handed out to them prior to the first match of the series in the one-day international match against Australia at the Adelaide Oval in November 1980. Now, New Zealand won a thrilling match in an upset with New Zealand medium pace bowler Ewan Chatfield picking up five wickets and winning the Man of the Match award. Now, the match was also the first time New Zealand played in coloured clothing 
Now, coloured clothing in cricket was first used, as I mentioned before, in Kerry Packers World Series Cricket in 1978 and has been a regular in one-day cricket matches and later 2020 matches ever since when it was first introduced into World Series Cricket. Now, the long tradition of wearing whites for over 100 years was suddenly changed with the coloured clothing innovation and players, they appeared like aliens. Now, one of, they used to call it pyjama cricket. Yeah, they don't really call it now because they mm. look like they're wearing pyjamas. They yeah. do. Now, one of the players on the tour, left-arm fast bowler Gary Troop, said, quote, it didn't really fit anything we've ever done in New Zealand, so it had no relevance to us as players. We resented it slightly because we seemed to be the odd one out. Everyone else had colours that related to their country, end of quote. Now, New Zealand opening batsman Bruce Edgar, however, did not care much about the uniform and said, quote, I think we all wore ugly uniforms. <laughs> Thanks, Scoop. It was as simple as that. I totally agree. It was really a question of who had the ugliest. Now, I suppose it was Australia. Yeah, and we came a close second with India. End of quote. Edgar said that wearing the coloured clothing for the first time was like an outer body experience. Mm. Now, many people, now they called it, well, they labelled it pyjama cricket. And it was a bit, it was a bit disco-like with the flared pants. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. So New Zealand performed well in the tournament, knocking out India to make the finals against Australia. Now, in the third final, with games tied one all in the best of five series, Australian captain Greg Chappell instructed his brother Trevor to bowl the infamous underarm delivery at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Now, the incident caused problems in both countries, and some of the senior players were against the underarm delivery. And at the end of the game, at the end of the match, came into the New Zealand dressing room to apologise. Yes, players wow. like Dennis Lilly and Rod Marsh. And there was that famous image when it happened of Rod, Rod Marsh. He sadly passed away nearly 12 months ago now. Mm. Um, you know, saying to Greg Chappell, no, mate, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. So Chappell mentioned at the time he was not fit enough mentally to captain a rowboat team that day due to the exhausting schedule all of the players had due to the constant travelling around Australia that season from city to city with little rest between matches. So they seemed to be playing every day yeah, back then. Yeah, they would have been yeah. exhausted. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember that day it was really hot. And, uh, yeah, we'd gone to swimming. Dad took us to the pool and then he dropped us off at church so he could go home and watch the rest of the cricket. And then he picked us up and said, oh, yeah, oh. about what had happened. Oh, I missed it. I missed it. I love how your grandpa, how my grandpa has such priorities. He's like, mm. I will leave the kids to, at church and then I will go home and watch the cricket <laughs> and skip church. Yeah, so New Zealand's Prime Minister at the time, Robert Muldoon, famously made mention of the Aussie, Aussie's yellow uniform and said he thought, quote, he thought it was appropriate the Australian team was dressed in yellow, end of quote. Now, some New Zealand players, however, believe the incident helped the national cricket team because it put them on the map 
and they gained national attention in a rugby-mad country. It created strong interest in cricket in the, in the country, and the Lance Cairns Six Sixers in 1983 at the MCG too. And John Bracewell's one-arm salute to the Perth crowd have come to make the beige uniform an iconic emblem of the New Zealand of New Zealand sport. Yeah, I've got a, got some pictures here of Lance Cairns that day when he hit those all those sixes. And he hit that weird cricket bat. I've got a picture of it here. I'll show you. You don't see any of these bats today. No. Here he is. Jimmy. Where are you, Lance? There's the umpire putting up his hands. <laughs> there he is. Big Lance Cairns. Oh, wow. Look at how weird his bat is, but he's wearing that famous beige outfit. Yeah, that you know. Mm, boy, he could hit a ball, that bloke. Yeah, he sure could. Has he passed away now? No, he's still around, I think. His son was a very famous player too. Yeah, and he's retired. And Wow. Oh, boy, his son could whack a ball like no tomorrow. Yeah, very good player. One of the greats of New Zealand cricket. His son was a probably, a, yeah, he had a better career than his dad really? they both had good careers but yeah Chris Cairns is, did very well yeah, played more test matches where Lance Cairns was more of a one day player you know anyway there was a big increase in, in crowds in at matches in New Zealand yeah and it increased the TV audience as people were now hooked on the coloured clothing and the white ball now, Edgar said, quote, with white uniforms, everyone is in white with coloured gear. You could identify tribally much more strongly and say, that's my mob, that's their mob, let's get into them, end of quote. However, the increase in popularity in the game in New Zealand, an increase in crowds, caused an increase in bad behaviour at matches, with many outbreaks of fighting, obscene language and throwing of items onto the field. Now, a year after the underarm incident, Australia toured New Zealand, and it was the first time the two sides met since the underarm series. Now, in the first ODI match at Eden Park, mm. with a capacity crowd of 42,000 oh that gosh. turned up, and the Bayesian, the Bayesian Browns won the match easily. Greg Chappell, who was again captaining the Aussie, Aussie side, scored a century in a losing effort. And even won the Man of the Match award. And Chapel copped it from the fans with loud boos when he walked out to bat. And a spectator even bowled a lawn bowl out onto wow. the field. Yeah. Now, New Zealand player Jeremy Coney bowled the ball back. Now, the 80s was a great era in New Zealand cricket with brilliant players such as Richard Hadley, Martin Crowe, and of course, there was the famous beige and brown playing kit worn by the side in one day international cricket yeah so no so they've gone from the beige and brown but which one do you prefer over the years Libby hmm. <laughs> if you say beige and brown give yourself a big uppercut it's pretty yeah hmm that's a 1992 World Cup outfit. That's, That's nice. quite a nice one. 
think I think I like that one with yeah. the kind of the stripes and then the and the silver fern, the yes. white fern. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know what it's called. Mm. And it's still got hints of black there. Yeah, I like that one. That was the uh, nineteen ninety nine Cricket World Cup outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a bit of bit of black in it too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, so which represents the country well. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favourite one. Good choice. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah. So, the New Zealand One Day International cricket uniform has changed greatly over the past 40-odd years from its beige beginnings to grey, coloured teal around the new millennium and beyond and has in even recent years gone back to the occasional beige. No other New wow. Zealand sports team has worn such a, a diverse range of colours and designs. Now, in 1998, the New Zealand cricket team was given the name the Black Caps. Yeah. So Callum Henderson in the spinoff.com, he rates the top tw top 23 New Zealand ODI cricket shirts. Now the top five are, in fifth place, the 1990-91 ODI Tri-Nation Series What does shirt. that look like? Uh, that looks like that one. Yeah, oh, yeah. so that's like grey like cool. with a bit of brown, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's got this cool... Lightning brown. It looks like a claw mark. Yeah, it does a bit, doesn't it? From an animal. Mm. That's what I thought it was. So it's got elements of a baseball design with numbering for the first time. Now, in 1990, also, they had the darker shade of grey. So that would have been the outfit they wore when they played on their in their home country. Yeah. yeah. So that came in at fourth place. Now, third place... We had the 1993-94 New Zealand series outfit against India in New Zealand. Now, it was the first time a significant amount of black was added to the uniform with some red and black. Red and black here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow, that's right. not bad. Mm. They've still got the silver fern in the middle. Yeah. I think, is that the... Oh, no. I think that, yeah, that would have been the first time the silver fern came in, maybe. Oh, no, they had yeah. it there, too. Yeah. So that one there, that's that 1990-91. That looks like a baseball dress. Yeah, so that's definitely 90... Oh, I remember now. That was 90-91. That's 93-94. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, so second place was the 93-94 Benson Hedges ODI Series top. Yeah, so that one there that we were just that talking one. about. And in top spot, it was... It was... It wasn't the 1999 Cricket World Cup one. It was the 1992 one. Yeah. Mm. With the, the World Cup uniform. Yeah. This has kind of got like a red, green, mm. uh, blue and white stripes yeah. with grey. But I remember all the countries that played in that tournament, they all had that up the top. Yeah. Those colours, but they had their own, you know, country colours. Yes, yeah, so Australia had yellow, and South yeah. Africa had green, and West Indies had red, and England had blue, and yeah. I still like that one best. So do I. Yeah. So, bottom of the list at number 23, yeah. get ready for this, is the 1999 World Cup outfit. <laughs> so the one that we like the most. Oh my god! That's the one they, they rated the worst. 
<laughs> I think he knows the trick to spec savers. What's his name? Maybe we do. Maybe we're right. Callum Henderson. Yeah. OPSM. Maybe. Callum Henderson, you should have gone to spec savers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone's got their own tastes, haven't they? Yeah. I guess. I respect. Yeah, because apparently there was a lot of complaints about too much teal in it, apparently. Yeah, I agree with Mm. that. So in February 2005, the first T20 International ever played took place at Eden Park. Now, the New Zealand players, um, they treated the game like a hit and giggle, with according to Ian Payton in the Sydney Morning Herald, there was more emphasis on the giggle. Now, little did the players know that night (laughs) that this format of cricket would soon take off in a dramatic way with the first T20 World Cup in 2007 and then franchise leagues all over the world and massive crowds. Now, the T20 format had been played in England by domestic sides in previous years. Yeah, so that's where it first was played, I remember, when I was playing. and Yeah, because I liked to just bat all day and I wasn't a big fan. I used to call it baseball, you know, because you had to go out and smash the ball from the word go and that wasn't my cup of tea now the New Zealand team dressed up in the famous beige brigade strip with a retro theme going back to the 80s yeah so the New Zealand players they wore wore handlebar moustaches, terry toweling hats and Hamish Marshall put on an afro wig wow Yeah. see there we are They look like they're having so much fun. Yeah. Now, it was thought that it would be just a one-off match. However, the Aussie players treated the game more seriously and dressed in their 1970s body shirt outfits. Now, former Aussie fast bowling great and former where are they now, Glenn McGrath, he faked an underarm on the last ball of the match. And Ricky Ponting, the Aussie captain, said after the game that it was hard to take the match, match seriously and believed that T20 games were suited to promotional games mm. before a 50-over ODI series. Yeah, so basically what's happened since it's, so, it's such a big form of the game now, one-day cricket's sadly dying. Now, it wasn't long before the T20 format had easily overtaken the 50-over format in popularity. And it's even starting to take over Test cricket. You know? Really? Yeah. So, let's see what's happened with the New Zealand uh, cricket uniform today. So, in recent years, the beige uniform has made a comeback. Now, England cricket have the famous Barmy Army supporters, (laughs) and New Zealand now have the Beige Brigade. Now, the Beige Brigade are a group of colourful and professional New Zealand sport fans who identify themselves by wearing the beige colours. Now, it originated... In 1999, as a group of dedicated New Zealand cricket fans began wearing beige uniforms to New Zealand matches. Now, the home-sewn kits became popular as a gesture of solidarity and support for the successful New Zealand cricket team of the 1980s. Now, today, the Beige Brigade sell the uniforms to the general public and they have a moral contract that comes with the brewing part of the Beige Brigade. Now, according to their webpage, it is, quote, it's about passion, not fashion. Real fans wear brown and tan. 
putting the iwi in kiwi. End of quote. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now they sell the beige shirts, inflatable kiwis, beige lycra suit, and the good old toweling hat. Gosh, you wouldn't catch me wearing that. Now in 2019, the Beige Brigade met up with Bruce Edgar, who scored an unbeaten century and who was standing at the non-striker's end for the final delivery of the match. And there was also Trevor Chappell there, who bowled the infamous underarm delivery, as instructed by his brother, and Captain Greg Chappell and Brian McKechnie, the New Zealand batsman who faced that delivery, and is well remembered for throwing his bat in the air in disgust. Oh. Now, the three happily posed for photos with the Beige Brigade. Is there a picture of them there? Maybe. I think... Yeah. There they are. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. They look like they're posing with the Beige yeah. Brigade. Beige Brigade. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they pose for happily posed for photos with the Beige Brigade members and... After all these years, later came to the realisation that Trevor Chappell was a cracking good bloke. <laughs> yeah, so he's the villain who wasn't. So New Zealand supporters in beige have been seen at sporting fixtures all over the world, including rugby union matches and the Beige Brigade organised tours to selected major sporting events. Do you reckon we've seen any? Well, Australia have that too. They're called the Fanatics. Yeah, and they travel around the world watching us Aussie teams perform. And yeah, they used to travel around to all the Davis Cup matches, but that format's changed now, sadly. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, but they, the Beige Brigade, they organise tours to selected major sporting events. Now, during the 2016 T20 World Cup, the team's outfit featured the retro beige colour. Now, their current T20 outfit is impressive, mainly black with stripes of blue and the ANZ sponsorship on the front. Here we are. There it is. Ooh. Yeah. I couldn't see the the stripes on the outfit. So that represents their their country's colours a lot better, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. What do you think of the colour black? You like the colour black? I think I don't look good in it because I have brown hair. Mm. But I think that, yeah, I think it's a good colour. It's not a colour, though. It's a shade. Yeah. (laughs) Now, it's mainly black with stripes of blue and the ANZ sponsorship on the (coughs) front. Now, the ODI shirt is all black with the ANZ sponsorship. Now, both outfits... Have the image of the silver fern on the chest. The silver fern is also on the team's white test outfit too. Now the ODI and T20 top has the Canterbury logo too on the other side of the chest. Now Canterbury is a sports equipment manufacturing company well known for their manufacture of sports clothing. So mainly rugby jerseys. Yeah, so the company originated from the Canterbury region in New Zealand which is home of the famous Crusaders. Ooh. Yeah. I remember um, they used there was a Canterbury shop, I don't think it's there now, at Darling Harbour in Sydney. I used to love whenever I go to Sydney I'd love to go to that shop and have a look at the Canterbury shop. Next yeah. time we go to Sydney you should look. No, oh, I think 
I don't know whether it's here now. I don't don't think so. Anyway, that's um, all about the New Zealand cricket outfit. Yeah. So that was pretty well, cool. That yeah. was, I just got very. I've been schooled. Interesting, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So we got some photos of the beige brigade there, and <laughs> they look like they're just having the time of their lives. Hmm. So, we'll look at some other sporting jerseys and outfits now. So, the Aussie ODI cricket outfit. So, you can see how it's changed over the years. Oh, yeah. So, from the World Series cricket days to the first Tri-Series um, competition, 1979-80, where they, they had the white outfit, but they had some yellow stripes down the side. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, they hadn't quite embrace the uh the color yeah the color yeah but that came in in 1980-81 so that was wow. the outfit there that one came in with the green stripe across the front i like this one better yeah i like the little stripes on the sleeves that's so cute well this one came in in 1984-85 series mm. so <laughs> yeah it wasn't much of a change was it not really yeah not very inventive but then you've got a photo there of Dean Jones, the late great Gene Dean Jones, and that was uh, probably 88, 89. That one looks like these two mixed mm. together. Yeah, it's a bit more inventive, isn't it? Just a bit. Now, these, this is what I was talking to you about before, the yeah. 1992 World Cup. Yeah, so all the teams there and their colours. and Yeah. Which one do you reckon has got the best outfit there? The silver is crazy. Yeah, so that's a New Zealand one. Yeah. Um, the best outfit. Probably the maroon. The West Indies one? Yeah. Yep. It's yeah, it's not a bad one. Now we look at the Aussie one day kit. We're looking probably late 90s now. Mm. Yeah, so you got Shane, the great Shane Warne wearing the... <laughs> 1999 Cricket World Cup outfit. He looks overjoyed. Mm. With the, uh, what do they call it? The Southern Cross on the front? Yeah. What is that? That's what it's called. Yeah. And this is, uh, I like this one. This has got more green in it, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got the Indigenous outfit. Yes, that's nice. Yeah. And then we've got Mitch Stark wearing the, uh, oh, I think that's the, one day outfit on the left. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much gone back to their traditional one, isn't it? Yeah, it that's looks almost the exact very same. Very similar. Yeah, where the the other one's more, that's the T20 outfit. I don't like that And one. that's got like a darker green, where the one day outfit's got a lighter green. But I if we, yeah, you don't like that one? I don't like it when they do the gradients. It looks wrong. Yeah? I don't know how to explain it. It just looks mm. incorrect. It's changed so many times over the years. It really has. Yeah, like every year it changes now. We're back in those days, you know, change every four or five years. And when it did change, it didn't change much. But if you look at the Wallabies, the Australian Rugby Union team's jersey. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's gone from the coloured the collared jerseys. So, that yeah, that's the one I've got. And that's but, the one that Dad's yeah, got. Yeah, that's like... Uh, 1999 World Cup, 2003 World Cup. Now this one's around 1997. That's all signed by people. Get yeah, it. and then you've got the 1999 
uh, rugby union top. Yeah, that's sort of yeah. And this one here is sort of like seventies, early eighties. Yeah, and that's just gold, isn't it? Yeah. There's not really any green. Oh, there's a bit of green on the stripe down the side there. Even see that. Yeah, but yeah. then then we came the, came along the skin tight jerseys. Oh my gosh, that one looks ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So um, yeah, no, the collared ones are definitely a lot better, aren't they? Agreed. Yeah, and that's the yeah. But what was voted the best one was yeah. 1999 World Cup winning sight winning jersey. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so there's a photo there at the 1999 World Cup final against uh, England. Nick Farr-Jones taking the ball from the scrum. Now, this is what their jersey looked like in 1908. Oh, wow. So how would you describe those colours? It's very... Is that the actual Yeah, that's colours? the rugby union one. That's the rugby league one. Okay. So they're both the same colours, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder why it changed. I don't know. I actually really like it. Yeah, I prefer the original colours. So yeah. it's like a reddish um, teal colour, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll look at some NRL outfits now. Now let's look at the Parramatta jersey. So the oh, original wow. jersey from 1947. I like that one. Yeah. But yeah. This, is, this is very basic. This just looks like a t-shirt that you could buy anywhere. Mm. If I saw, if I saw like a a player wearing this I didn't know they were a player I just think that from an were, op shop they were walking around yeah it looks like it looks <laughs> like it's from an op shop it does yeah so it's what just dark blue with a big yellow stripe on the front yeah there's no indication of like the there's no like emblem for the team or like a logo or mm. any sponsorships or anything it's just really plain the collar's really plain everything's yeah. plain but then you go to the 1969 with the one you like with Dick Thornett with the ball. and Yes. That's, how would you describe that jersey? Better. Yeah, so, well, it's blue and yellow still. Yeah. With the white shorts. But it's, they've got the smaller yellow stripes, haven't they? They do. Yeah. And they've got socks to match. And socks to match. Of course. But do you think the white shorts fit in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what these people are thinking. Like, they're professionals yeah. in designing jerseys and things, and they come out with that. And there's Johnny Culk, little Johnny Culk in the late 70s. Little Johnny. Yeah. So they, they had their, their team logo there. It was um, a picture of an indigenous man with a spear. Mm. Yeah, but then it changed to the eel back oh, in yeah. the, oh, about 19, late 70s, I think it was. I recognise that. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think of their jerseys in the 70s? Hmm. 1976, 1977. Well, 1977 was the first time they had sponsorship on their this jersey. This reminds me eerily of the strange jersey that you don't know what, what it's from or where it's from. Yeah. It literally just says sport on it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So... That's cool. I like I like this. This looks embroidered. Nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, yeah, it looks really high quality. With the ducks sponsorship. Do you know what ducks is? New. <laughs> soap. Oh. It's a brand of soap. So Yeah. They've done it so elegantly too. They're like <laughs> Wow. Yeah, this is their jersey. Hardy's it's Hardy's 
came along and sponsored them then. Who's Hardy's? Oh, they're a... Um, oh, he was a business guy, I remember. I His think they were a beer company, I think. These people get, keep yeah. getting sponsored by beer companies. Mm, well, you could back then. Yeah. 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 Yep. See the ICC top there? Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, well, that had Johnny Walker. Oh, careful, darling. <laughs> You're having a big stretch. <laughs> the cord nearly disappeared into the, <laughs> <laughs> into the oblivion. Yeah. But no, they used to have cigarette companies sponsoring um, tournaments like Benson yeah. and Hedges and the Mabor. Winfield Cup and, yeah. And, but, you know, uh, a lot of big companies. Yeah, I don't think they. There's not much of that now. No. Yeah, but Hardy's. Yep, they sponsored the Parramatta jersey in the '80s. There, that's a 1981 jersey, the year when they won their first premiership. 1986. That was when they last won a premiership. So I used to have the '86 jersey. Before you threw it out. With the sponsorship on it too. I got Dad. it. I got, I got it for my 16th birthday. You could have at least like sold them. They would have sold for like thousands. <laughs> Yeah, but it didn't. You notice there, it didn't have the collar on it. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Neither does that one. That's right. Neither does that one. But oh, then the collar one. came back in. See, nineteen ninety six. That's so weird. Mm. I don't like these. No, I used to have that jersey, the two thousand and one. So yeah. Photo of me there wearing it with pride. Who took this photo, Dad? I think I put. I set it up. <laughs> yeah, that were the days before the digital um digital cameras you know mm. yeah you just set it up on your what they call it the timer yeah yeah i was at that game jason taylor broke the point scoring record yeah he's wearing the 2001 jersey and yeah we go to 2009 there's jared hayne i used to have that jersey too People got their hands on their hips. Look at this. Mm. Well, that was the year when they lost another premiership. That was when you're a little bubba. No. And you're still in hospital. Bubba. You hadn't you hadn't come home yet. Hadn't developed yet. Yeah. And I put a Parramatta beanie at the end of your your cot. Oh. <laughs> Hoping you'd give me good luck, but it didn't happen. Nah. Yeah. I was too busy like forming a brain. Yeah. And then, yeah, we got the Indigenous jerseys. And what do you think of the, the Parramatta Indigenous jersey from 2020? I think they're really pretty, actually. Mm. What's our land? So that one, that, yeah, that's another sponsor that they've had. They've probably had about 50 sponsors over the years. But wow. Yeah, I'm not you sure. You know so much about all of this. Mm. But that's the Anzac Round jersey. So they got they got jerseys for this and that and this round that round. Yeah. So these are all the jerseys that the uh, seventeen teams wear today. Now, if you have a look at all that, which one's your favourite? It says Libby's going to give a choice. It says at the bottom, "What's your favourite, Glenn?" But yep. um, <laughs> Glenn can't make it today, unfortunately. I'm filling in. Um. Hmm. 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 <laughs> that one looks like. You going manly? That one looks like Prince Harry. <laughs> oh. 
sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I like the I like the purple color. I think I mentioned this before, yeah, but I really like Melbourne the Storm. I really yeah. yeah yeah I really like the Storm. I go that colors. one. Yeah, I like the new team that's joined the competition, the Red Cliff Dolphins. Yeah. I might have to get one of their jerseys too. Yeah. Yeah. So the one that was voted the best, I think, yeah, Manly, which is that one. Yeah. So yeah. I was, wow. Mm. But a lot of these, they just look so... The, the maroon and white. Yeah. And if you look at the AFL outfits over the years, <laughs> gosh, how boring were they? This is the Collingwood outfit. So that's the original one from 1897. <laughs> you go all the way to 1970. And it still st looks the Still exact the same. same. <laughs> 1982, uh, still, still the same. same. 1990, still, still the same. same. It's just got a bit of a little bit of sponsorship. That's all. Look 2010, at, still look, the same. Look at how pretty the Indigenous one is, though. Yeah. That's got... So it's like patterned. It's it's basically just... Normally, it's just white pinstripe. Mm. They look like... You know what they look like? They look like members of a band. Or, I don't know, it looks like something Elvis Presley would wear with, like, flared jeans. Yeah. No, I'm not a big fan of the black and white colour, really. Eh. Mm. I think it's pretty. It's, it's just not yeah. good for sport. That's their Anzac round jersey. Yeah. And that's the Essendon red and black jersey beside it. But if you look at all the AFL jerseys from the 18 teams, which one do you rate the best? Mm. Your honest opinion. Honest opinion. Hmm. A lot of these look like shirts that I own. And that's freaking me out. Hmm. So, um... Hmm. I'm going for a mantle, which is purple and white. Yeah. I think the yeah, other ones are that. ugly. Very, very ugly, the other ones. I... I hate that one. It's got like a, it's black with like a red sash. It looks like, I don't know, like a wedding or something, a yeah. royal wedding. Um, I think I like that one. Which one? Is that one? Adelaide Crows. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, what colors are in that one? That's sort of yeah. like a red, yellow. What's the other color you think? Kind of like a navy. You can't, you mm. can't really tell because. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a navy blue. So according to zerohanger.com, the one that was voted the best, that they rate the best one, is the Port Adelaide one, which is that one. Which mm. one? That one? Or that yeah, one? so that's got a bit of teal, white, and black. Yeah. Yeah, that'd probably be my second favourite, maybe, but no, Fremantle's my favourite. Now, the top ten greatest sporting jerseys rated by The Guardian. So in 10th place, we've got the Gremio jersey. So from 1903 to today. So they're a Brazilian football team. So they're best known as Ronaldinho's first club. Mm. And has twice won the most beautiful kit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what have they got? Sort of like a light blue, black, bit of yeah. white. Yeah. It's very, it's kind of like this icy blue and a black with like a white. Dividing mm. colour, transition yeah. colour, whatever you call it. It's really pretty. Yeah, so it was voted, won the most beautiful <coughs> kit award in the French style magazine Monet. Yeah. 
As it should. Mm. So ninth place, we had the famous New York Yankees jersey, ninth yes. from 1936 to today. Pinstripes. There it is there. The US oh. sports shirts remain free of sponsorship. And the baseball designs have barely changed since the 19th century. I believe that. So it's got the famous pinstripes. Mm. Yeah. This one. Yeah, the famous pinstripes of the Yankees is recognised worldwide. Now in eighth place we have the Dallas Cowboys, they say from 1966 to today. Now the socks pulled they've got the socks pulled up to meet the knee length leggings. Wow. The mesh shirts, the shiny helmets, and they've got the blue star on the shiny helmet. This is a fever dream. <laughs> and yeah, it's also used that that star, blue star, is also used by the Pakistan cricket team. Mm -mm. And the Ghana footballers. So it's yeah, it's very popular. That's right. Oh my god, Space Kathy. There she is, Kathy Freeman. Space Kathy. Gosh. That's ranked in the top ten. Oh yuck. Kathy Freeman at the two thousand Olympic Olympics with her all in one kit. Yes, Kathy. Yeah, so the tradition that began with the original speed skaters. So what she wore that night, she well, it helped her. She won the 400-metre gold in front of a packed Olympic stadium, in front of a home crowd. And I think she would have looked silly if she didn't win, though. I agree. Mm. But, yeah, when she won, she sat on the, the track, and there's that famous image of her taking her hood off oh, and breathing yeah. a big sigh of relief because she had the the pressure of the nation on her. Now in sixth place, we've got the Soviet team tracksuit. So from 1922 to 1991. Yeah, so it all came to an end in 1991, that outfit, because the Soviet Union fell apart. Yeah. Mm. So during the Cold War, tr this tracksuit design meant everything in the Soviet US Olympic battles. So the blazing red top with the CCCP logo that stood proud on the chest of footballers, ice hockey players, and weightlifters. Wow. Hmm. So they all looked pretty much the same. Yeah. So in fifth place, here we've got the Japan Olympic team trainers These from 1960. Hmm. So how would you describe that, that? They've got. Do you think that's the Japanese flag on the side there? Hmm. That's They've what it is. The red star. The red circle. The red star. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of. It looks like a, uh, how do I explain it? You know, like those boxing boots that you can get? Mm. It looks like that, but tiny. Oh, okay. So it's known as the ASICS Tiger Nippon Trainers. Yeah. So these were issued to the Japan Olympic squad for the 1960 Olympics in Rome. And the red one, the red shoe was for the women and the navy blue for the men. So it had the use of the rising sun symbol on it on the sides mm. so japan picked up 18 medals and the unofficial award for the best shoe <laughs> now fourth place we've got the yellow jersey for the tour de france from 1919 1919 to today so there it is so the winner of each stage wears that jersey wow. and he gets to stand on the podium next to those beautiful looking women <laughs> yeah so it allows the Tour de France leader to be easily identified more than and it, more than any other sports shirt, and it brings with it responsibility and a strict etiquette. Yeah. yeah. So many riders have declined to wear it if they lead if their lead came as a result of a rival's clash. Yeah. So I know that the final day of the Tour de France, 
when they ride into the Champs Elysees, whoever's leading, whoever's got the yellow jersey, yeah, no one's allowed to overtake them. I think, yeah, because of that etiquette. Now, in third place, we've got the McLaren Formula One race suit from 1976 to 1996. Yeah, so no wonder young women love to be around racing drivers. Now, the the closest a sports uniform comes to battle wear. And we've got the late Ayrton Senna's Mizuno trainers as well. <laughs> and the trucker-style cap <laughs> and protruding crucifix. Wow. Now, the, the uh, Marlboro logo, so that was a cigarette company, yeah. was first seen on James Hunt in 1976. That's like... Um there's this trend going around where people are actually making that jacket. Mm. Something similar, they're making like Formula One oh, are they? Um, jackets oh, and everything yeah. like that. I've seen that. Yeah. Mm. Would you wear them or? I think so, actually. Yeah? It's yeah, would I look in wearing one of them? Cool. You'd look very yeah. cool. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> now, in second cool. place, we've got the Juventus soccer uniform. So from 1903 to today, now they're a uh, famous Italian football team. Yes. Yeah, so the shirt reached its peak in the 1980s. And note the monochrome stripes, tapered fit, low-slung V of the collar, and the obscure Italian sponsor. They look like rappers. Ariston, yeah. They look like they're about to, like... Put on a gold chain and like hold on to like a bejeweled microphone and start telling me about cars and money. <laughs> Don't they? They look a bit. Yeah, they, they're not the most interesting looking characters, are they? They yeah. look a little. Not good little old dirty. nineteen, early nineteen eighties um, mullets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now in top spot we have. The New Zealand All Blacks rugby jersey. Hey, what have you done there? I have no clue. Oh, ah. Got it, got it. I know if that she made it ripped apart the microphone. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Right, we're back. So it's a New Zealand famous New Zealand All Blacks outfit from 1905 to today. Wow. So yeah. this is kind of... Mm. This is very confusing. Mm. So, it's the... Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, so it's a one national team that is well known by their kit colour. So it combined a black jersey bearing a white fern with the white knickerbockers. And then changed to shorts... Changed their shorts to black in 1905. Mm -hmm. So therefore the All Blacks, that's how they got the name. So their kit along with their haka, which is their... their war dance that they do yes. before each game, which is very famous worldwide, oh, before um, competing has always demanded respect. Dad, hey. um, when I went to see Hamilton mm. last week, is it last week or the week before? I can't remember. Is it a play, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a musical. But the guy who played George Washington was... Um, he was New Zealander, and so, like, at random times, he'd break out of character and start doing the haka. Oh, so he'd be it doing was... the comedy, comedy, kara, kara. No, he'd be, like, doing, like, you know, like, the dance. Oh, yeah. He'd just randomly start doing that at random times, and it's the funniest thing, because he'll be like, go home, Alexander. And then he'll be like, <laughs> I'll start dancing. 
Was it a good musical? Oh, it was incredible, yeah. Mm. It was really good. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because... Yeah. 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 So that's what they say in the haka. Comedy, comedy. Cora, cora. Yeah. A few other things. Yeah. So it's the most iconic jerseys, according to bstn.com, the Chronicles, are the Oakland Raiders outfit with the silver and black outfit which has become a piece of the culture as well as a symbol of the west coast usa i feel like i've seen that like i like that one yeah Mm. yeah it's got the silver pants and the silver helmets and the dark well it's like a bit of a dark blue isn't it it's really nice Uh, and the new york yankees that we spoke about and the new zealand all blacks and then the famous tiger woods red outfit on a sunday you won a lot of majors wearing that famous red outfit, that red top. He looks so happy in that photo. And the 1992 Dream Team outfit. Yes, I've yeah. seen this. Yeah, I just found out yesterday, the great Michael Jordan, he's just turned 60 years of age. Really? Unbelievable. Yeah. I saw him um, on Saturday Night Live. He, doesn't, he looks 28. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, another iconic jersey is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish Outfit. So they're the University of Notre Dame. And they were given that name due to their never-say-die fighting spirit and the Irish qualities of grit, determination and tenacity. I'm going to have an Irish episode coming up soon. You should do all of it in the Irish accent. For St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's coming up, isn't it? You might have to help me out with that one. Yeah. yeah. I think I am Irish. I'm Irish on my mum's side. Are you? No, I'm Scottish on my mum's side. Mm. Yeah, I've got a bit of an Irish in me, I think. That means I have Irish in me. Yeah. And then you got the LA Kings ice hockey team <laughs> with their standout black outfit. They look so silly in their little, like, latex um, uh, tights. Mm. And then the Argentinian football team with the white and sky blue shirts and the historically <laughs> great number 10 worn by Lionel Messi and Maradona. Yeah, that one's stayed the same for years. Hasn't changed at all. And, and then we spoke about the Juventus Football Club and the LA Lakers and the Boston Celtics which is probably the greatest rivalry in basketball between the Lakers and the Celtics. You know, you got the purple and gold of the Lakers and the Celtic green of the Celtics, which have stood the test of time and delivered more than 40% of NBA championships. Jeez, wow. bless my soul. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, so that's their jersey there. Yeah. Yeah. But then we'll look at some ugly jerseys and uniforms now from over the years so we've Ooh. got the team canada ice hockey t- uniform i like the little maple leaf yeah that's it that's about it yeah apart from that you got the ugly mustard yellow and mm. dark brown team jersey it's just and with awful. The red, like what were they thinking yeah and the colors are depressing and and the only pop of colour on the whole jersey as you said is the red maple leaf in the mm. centre which looks very out of place on this jersey and then to the Tracy Austin outfit from 1998 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like she's wearing a parachute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Looks like a big giant white bag that she found and decided to wear moments before a match. With it very baggy on a looks very baggy on a small frame, doesn't it? Yeah. And what about this one? The Norwegian <laughs> curling team pants at the twenty ten <laughs> Winter Olympics. <laughs> it's a no for me. How would you describe that one? Um it looks like something the Mad Hatter would wear in Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Yeah, it's like a red, blue, white dots, isn't it? Or, or squares. Yeah. yeah. It's very... I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> we'll look at a pair of ice skaters now. Russian ice skating duo, Oksana Dobnina and Maxim Shambalin in their tribal and gingerbread cookie outfit. Oh, my... <laughs> Looks like they've just come out of the forest. They look naked. And then we've got the John Daly pants. Oh. Oh. Oh, and I thought it couldn't get any worse. Well. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite colored, color connected, is it? Yeah. yeah. He, needs, he needs some help with his uh, fashion sense, old big old John. If it makes him happy, then. I guess so. Yeah. It stands out. Yeah, it does. His... Jeez, he put on a bit of pud, didn't he? Between those two photos, yeah. yeah. Guess he just a few got too older. many beers. And then George Campos, the Mexican goalkeeper. Now, I think that might have been the 94 World Cup. No, I like that. You like that one? I do. Okay. Jeez, it's very colourful, isn't it? It's like yeah. colours of the rainbow. Yeah. And then the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1999. They've got a great big pirate on the front. <laughs> it looks like a children's t-shirt. Let's say big takes up pretty much half that jersey and mm. you think you're playing against a pirate. <laughs> and the Chicago White Sox from 1976. That's... Yeah. Oh. Oh, why do... Now, that's a baseball team, and they look like they're, they're <laughs> playing soccer, don't I they? I thought they were. Yeah. The West Indies. Well, I remember, uh, might have been the late 90s, in the one-day domestic cricket. Mm. Um, yeah, the players were wearing shorts at one stage. That's so... Yeah, and that didn't last long. It only lasted for a season or two. And then, yeah, we've got the West Indies 1978-79 pink oh, yes. outfit that we've spoken about with the flares. It's, it's interesting. I'll give them that. There's that famous um, scene from that, that uh, movie. Uh, oh, what's it called? How's that? Yeah, the Kerry Packer War. And... <laughs> Yeah, when all the World Series cricket players are together, they're all having a meeting, and they come out in their coloured outfits, and <laughs> the West Indies team come out in their pink outfits, and they're all all the players from the Australian team and the World team are on the ground in laughter. <laughs> <laughs> they look like little marshmallows. Yeah. They look like little pink marshmallows. Oh, this one here is the ugliest, I reckon. The Brisbane Broncos 1994 outfit. Uh-uh. With the, uh, how would you describe that? It's got the Travelland sponsorship on the front, but it's got their, 
or maroon, gold, and white, but it's like just diamonds, isn't it? It doesn't look finished. Mm. It doesn't look right. Yeah, that one didn't hang around for long. And the Gold Coast Seagulls 1991 jersey. Yeah, what happened to the picture of that one? Yeah. Oh, oh. what's that one? Oh, no, these are our top ten. Paul's top five. Okay. Yeah, top five. Paul's top five outfits. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll go to number five first. Paul's top five. So, I've got a tie between the Everton Football Club home jersey, which disappeared from Paul's wardrobe. <laughs> oh, I remember you wearing this. Yeah. I don't know where it went. Oh. I reckon someone's got in here overnight and nicked it. I feel like we would have noticed somebody broke into our house. Yeah. It's one of the mysteries of the world. And the South African ODI jersey from 1996 and 1997 that's season. Yeah, so that's got the uh, Protea. And it's got the nice red and green. I like that one. Yeah. And the... In fourth spot, I've got the Wallabies jersey. You from own the this. You can't one that this. I own. Yeah. <laughs> it's been worn about a million times in the last 20 years. I've got that at Rebel Sport in Parramatta, 2003. Yeah. That comes in at fourth spot. Now, third spot, I spoke about this one at the start of the episode. Yes. The Socceroos Away uniform in their game against Tunisia. That's yeah. Great. So that's like a... Oh, it's like a, a dark green and a light green, isn't it? It's really pretty. Yeah. And that's the only time they've ever worn it. Really? Yeah, they should wear it more often. And in second spot, I've got the Scotland rugby team jersey, which I, which I have from 2007. But my one's got the collar, collared version yeah. on it. I've got that outside Ember, Ember Castle. I don't like it without yeah. the collar. It looks like it looks like an like a suit of armor. Oh dear. I was trying to find yeah. the word for like a chest plate that like knights wear. Mm. And in top spot it is drum roll. This is a very sad drum roll, but I pulled the microphone <laughs> at the same time. Okay. Oh, the Melbourne Storm. 1999 jersey. It's glorious. That's my favourite one. Yeah. As it should be. As it should be. Right. Right, so we're up to our who am I answer now? And the answer is Payne Stewart. Yeah, so that was a very sad day when he passed away. I'll never forget that morning. Yeah, yeah waking up and hearing the news. And uh, he had his own um, private plane. Really? And was flying across America, and in the inside the the cabin, inside the plane, the it, the pressure inside the plane caused everyone to pass out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it crashed. Yeah. Sadly, but um, yeah, he was a great golfer, and he was very known for his colourful outfits. Yes. Yeah. And there's a picture of some of his outfits there. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, that might have been the one he... That's a Ryder Cup outfit, I think, that one that he was wearing. Yeah, so he... Ryder Cup, he used to wear the, the uh, 
Red, white, and blue, the stars and stripes. Yeah. yeah, and that one was just before he passed away when he won the 1999 US Open. Um, yeah, that was just two months. I was over in England when he won that. I remember that. Rightio. So, so thanks for joining us for this episode of the Sports Shack. So it's a goodbye from Paul. It's a goodbye from Olivia. <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.